गुरु वैष्णव गुरु परंपरा की जाए गुरु भक्त वृंद की गुरु प्रेम So, evening everyone. What will we talk about this evening? Some casual discussion. Some, I mean, you know, something in, in, informal, some questions. Yes. No. <laughs> That's one of the few questions I couldn't answer. No, that would be... Uh, but the topic was... Uh, the, qu- the question was about the fact that there is said to be a unity and a diversity within the, the um, concept of the Guru Tattva and, and much as the Guru is said to be one, but then the Guru appears in a multitude of different forms... And so, that was the question. So, basically, well, I will give you a summary. That basically, I answered that there's uh, one way to answer it, uh, at any rate, was to uh, emphasize that there's a oneness or a unity in philosophy. Hmm? So that the guru represents the same philosophy. And at the same time, he or she may express the philosophy in terms of experience, um, experience the philosophy, I should say, differently. So, for example, we have uh, uh, all the gurus are in a unity in teach in Gaudiya Vaishnavism in teaching the Gaudiya Siddhanta. But then they may experience Gaudiya Vaishnavism differently in terms of, let's say, the Prayojan. Some may experience it in terms of Madhuri Rasa, Sakya Rasa, and so on and so forth. And that is a difference then that arises out of a unity that ornaments the unity. And so uh, such ornamentation, whether it be in a higher sense by uh, varieties of expression of experience in perfection, or whether it be uh, different expressions in terms of sharing the, the teaching with others and how to go about that and so on and so forth, or a difference in adjusting various details that um, uh, can be put in place in order to help the uh, students understand the principle and, and so forth. And there may be variety on a lower level in that way as well, and that's also beautiful. Hmm? And what's unbecoming, I should say, is that when we mistake the, on a lower level, let's say, the details for the principles, and we hear that over there they do it like this, and then, although that's just an adjustment of a detail, we think it's a principle, and then we become at uh, at odds with them and think that they're deviating from the philosophy or something like that. That's very... Uh, Unbecoming, that's not, uh, shows an inability to really understand what the beauty or the spice, if you will, of the life of Gaudiya Vaishnavism is, that kind of uh, uh, individuality which on a, on, a, on, a, on a kind of a lower level of outreach and teaching the students is, is a kind of a genius hmm? and inspiration and so forth and on a higher level in terms of Siddha, uh, perfection and so forth is, of course, uh, 
um, uh, beautiful uh, and, and, and more than she <laughs> some kind of genius. So uh, uh, this, you know, this can, can be, has been at times uh, proven to be a, a problem in, in a larger uh, community. So that's why it's important to, to teach the philosophy. It really is, this, it is really the uh, only hope for a meaningful and beautiful unity. Hmm? It's not just some academic exercise or something like that. Hmm? And, you know, people that want well, all the details, you know, and, and, and they want to, you know, he, he or she's always giving the philosophy and saying that's wrong over here and this is, you know. But, I mean, that's what the books are doing, right? I mean, the Gita is teaching bhakti yoga, and by way of contrast, is speaking about other types of yoga and showing what's, how they're deficient in comparison and so forth and, and so on. I mean, that's sorting it all out is important. So if we want a unity, then, we'll, then the value of the unity will be determined by what we're unified around. And so we should be unified around... Teaching. That's why Prabhupada would emphasize he gave, you know, by a certain 60 books, you know, and so on and so forth. And uh, he expected they would be read, studied, and understood. And and uh, and the references in them to other books would lead his students to other books. And the lineage and the whole idea would, would go on. There would be more books and, you know, plumbing the depths of the Gaudiya Vaishnava heritage, its literary heritage. It's Siddhanta and so on and so forth. So this is really uh, to go off a little bit here. I, I, you know, my, that on th- what will bring about the unity. There may be other ways to bring about unity, but then there's, there's a question about how valuable the unity is. Hmm? Whether it will, it, it will not. If it's not this unified on this basis, it won't produce a beautiful result. Hmm? And Gaudiya Vaishnavism is very, very beautiful, very charming, and it's it's perfection, it's ideal, and so forth. So, if you want that kind of result, that kind of beauty that is unparalleled, hmm, hmm, then this uh, this kind of unity, then that kind of and, and that kind of diversity, that's part of the beauty that it can be diversified. You need this kind of uh, unity, and then there, you know, the differences that are based on misunderstanding of philosophy. These these are an arthas. And it, it's 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 a it's a it's a it's a big problem for us because um, you know you you, you want to be generous with everybody and we should and so forth but at the same time you know you have to have this is an exercise of wise love so you know you want to be generous with your generous with your kids but that doesn't mean you never have to scold them or chastise them you know that has to be there uh, otherwise you know the we don't use the rod, but, you know, if you spare it, you spoil the child. I mean, you know, they're, they're the, same, the principle um, uh, is, is, is there. So the same principle applies, you know, in, in regard to Gaudiya Vaishnavism and the pursuit of unity and so forth. And, you anyway, know, we sympathize with, with people who have wrong, a wrong understanding hmm? and um, a misunderstanding and so they conduct themselves in a particular way, which is ends up being inappropriate and even offensive, and so forth. Um, and so we can we can sometimes we could try to excuse them and say, well, you know, they're doing it because they have you know, misinformation, they, they they don't understand, and 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 so forth. And you know, there's some space for that. But then if we look. You know, beneath the surface, we would say, "Why is the misunderstanding? 
What's it coming from? Hmm? They're reading the same books, and so what? What and what makes it easy for some person who walks off the street and says, "Wow, this is really interesting what you're doing here," and then you you, you teach them something that they get in you know day one, kind of a, yeah, that makes sense, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, shouldn't be arguing about something like that, you know, <laughs> kind of a you know epiphany. <laughs> and then you know somebody's been doing it for forty years and and they can't get that that kind of epiphany. So <laughs> so it, it, it unfortunately, if you look beneath the the surface of it, it's more than a, there's a, there's a there's a reason for the misunderstanding. There's something that causes misunderstanding. Then you start to see it's not so innocent entirely hmm, all the time. Hmm. The opportunity was there to understand that there was a resistance to it. And there, were, and offenses are created, and so then that makes it difficult for to understand. And and uh, you know, so you you meet people like that. It's like you you meet you know somebody that was, um, you know, it's he, he's always around the devotees. He, he knows the philosophy, but he can't join. Yeah, you, know, you understand. Oh, there's some Vaishnava parade in the background from previous. It has to take its course. Hmm? And um, eventually, you know, you can it'll it'll run it run its course, and that person will be able to be be freed from the blockage and be able to go go forward. Hmm. There's a story, and I don't know if I can relate it. It's how it just comes to my mind briefly of Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur and one of his brothers. You know the story? Not Leet Prashad. Not Leet No. Yeah. He was this this brother was passing from the world, and Saraswati Thakur was sitting and chanting in the room, at his bedside and chanting and and uh, you know whatever, extending some blessing and so forth. And the, I think he was in a coma or something like that, or unconscious. And he came forward and he said, it, you know, "In my previous life, I was a Sri Vaishnava, and I offended a Gaudi Vaishnava." Hmm? And by your grace and association and the chanting, you know, it's all come to my, my mind and, <laughs> and you know, rectified and on he went, so forth. So these things are there, deep in the background. And uh, otherwise, it's simple. You know, Prabhupada used to say Krishna consciousness is co- common sense. I mean, it's a little uncommon in one sense. <laughs> but, you know, the basic idea of it is... is, is, is Simple for the simple and complicated for the crooked. for the crooked. So that there is that what he used to say? Crooked, 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 crooked. complicated for the crooked. I think. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, what a web we weave when at first we choose to deceive. So we, that's why we caution, you know, to avoid that and so forth. Huh? Yes. Is there some practical guidelines you could give us in regards to following Rupa Goswami's instruction regarding how we choose, who we associate with, where we draw a line? Is there any... I mean, I understand the general principle that we we have to... There has to be some discrimination, but is there some practical application that we can follow to really employ that instruction? Well, the basic instruction is that you want to associate with devotees who are, what is it, Stigdasya, they're affectionate, and um, 
No. Yeah, what's the word? Sajatiya. Snigdasya sajat sajatiya. So that means they're affectionate. As a, you know, that's a, a lot of people aren't these days. So that's a good one. And, 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 and sajatiya, sajatiya means that they're, they're like-minded, basically. So, you, you know, you can take that from a low level to a high level. And, it, you know, on a lower level, it's just kind of a common sense kind of a thing that you're going to thrive with like-minded persons, people who, you know, are on the same page with, you identify with things in the same way and so forth. You take it to the highest level, it means you associate with people who are the same sentiment, with the same bhava. Hmm? And then you thrive in that, in the cultivation of that bhava and so forth. Hmm? So there, you're on the whole spectrum, you know, from the low end to the high end, and, deter- and determine what is svajatya. Svajatya means, okay, we have the same guru, let's say. You know, it could be uh, a, 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 a way of looking at that could that could be problematic, a certain point, but in a general sense, they're the same guru, we're, we're the same lineage, hmm. um, and so forth. So many ways to look at uh, sajatiya, but this is the basic kind of meaning, is like-minded persons you know, will thrive in that kind of association. And, and so, you know, you want to make advancement, so you, on that basis you may avoid associating with people that aren't like-minded um, as much as possible. doesn't mean you're not cordial to them if they're other Vaishnavas and respect them from a distance and so forth, but it may not be valuable to get in to associate with them, even to wrangle with them and, you know, over things that, you know, that, that you, in one sense, there's value to arguing and if, if it helps you to understand your own position better, because you're probably not going to change their position, because there, there are psychological reasons and and spiritual reasons that people, like I said, like offense or something that, that people aren't don't understand, won't change their position, hmm? no matter how nicely you present it. So it may be good for, for you, though, to clarify your own position on it. And then there might be innocent people in the mix who hear it. And you know, there's always always used to be that heckler at the college campus or something like that, where he, you know, we used to sit down, you know, and chant, and people would gather. What the heck is this all about? You know, and then. You'd start to talk and ask questions, and then one guy would be antagonistic, and you'd use him, you know, to make your points. That you never thought you'd change his mind, but you're able to affect other people. So, um, so of course, everybody's not involved in that kind of a thing, and you know, in in in, in, in uh, outreach and kirtan and explaining the philosophy and. Um, we all are, to some extent, you know, with our friends. We share our insights when asked, and sometimes we're not, and we offer them, and and so on. But um, you know, with regard to like yourself, you you know, you're involved in that. You, you talk to people about Krishna consciousness. You 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 give classes and so forth, and you know, uh, you might be on some internet forums. You know, other people there and stuff like that. So you know, they have different, they're different positions in Gaudiya Vaishnava. And the philosophy is discussed and debated and so forth. And, and uh, you know it has use that has value to to a point. You have to also see what point it just becomes argumentation, and it's not it's not conducive for 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 practice. So on the high yeah. end, you mentioned the high end. Sadguru will always will be in the same sentiment as as your sentiment as a disciple. 
the the high end, yeah. the sadguru will will be in the same sentiment of service to Krishna as the disciple. Yes. Um, yeah, um, that's the idea. Mm-hmm. And um, I would say that. Um, There are some kind of slight. Uh, that's the norm, I would say. And, and for for good reasons, because sad means eternal. So, you know, you're 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 serving in a particular sentiment in a particular way, and the guru in Gaudiya Vaishnavism is, is not a, a temporary kind of provisional figure and so forth. So it extends into the lila. This is the, an optimum idea. But within that, there are some uh, uh, examples of, of nuances and so forth, where you have, for example, let's say Shamananda was uh, Duki Krishnadas, a disciple of Hridaya Chaitanya, who was, a, who was a disciple of Goridas Pandit and was in Sakyarasa. Hmm? And then he developed by, by, what? You know, by the desire of Bhagavan and his entourage uh, in, in another direction in terms of Madhurya Rasa. But still, Hrida Chaitanya is his, his uh, sadguru. Of course, then again, we look and see Goridas Pandit is a, is a Priyanarmasaka, so there's a mixture of Madhurya and, and Sakyarasa in him. And so. so when Lord Chaitanya re- retreated uh, from Murari Gupta, mm-hmm. is that, he just... What do you mean by retreated? He well, he he said whatever that sentiment is. Didn't they? Didn't they? He retreated as, as in the position of guru. You've you are, you're already fixed. I can uh, I can joke he, with you about the fact that he put he wrote a Ramadas on his head. Yeah, Mari like that. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So your question is he retreated as like the position of side guru in that relationship. Yeah, well, he's Bhagwan, well, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> he's uh, he's he's accepting the service in that way. Um, yeah, basically. Um, yeah, I mean, the other way to look at it, as I said before, the guru is like you know, if, if, if you have the governor of California becomes the president of the United States, then he's got some sentiments for the, you know, the all the. Special, special, specialities of California, you know, in him, but he dutifully represents the whole of the country and all the different states and so forth. So, in a sense, the guru is one, right? There was a subject with with Krishna, and Krishna represents all the different sentiments, and uh, so then the idea is, well, then you can get any sense, you know, you can develop any sentiment from contact with the guru principle hmm? but at the same time then the guru has a particular sentiment so there seems to be a, a sifting kind of a, a going on whereby one settles at some point hmm, with a particular guru hmm, who not only in a general sense represents all the sentiments but has but you you know he's he's a Californian you're a Californian too or something like that you know uh, this this is the kind of idea that's that's promoted, and so therefore the 
you know, therefore we have different gurus over different lifetimes. We get reinitiated, if you will. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, you find like Prabhupada, he had a big uh, broad campaign, so all kinds of people came. We were talking a little bit, a bit about this this morning, about, or sometime in the near recent past, <laughs> uh, of the universality of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Swami Bhagavan. So in Swami Bhagavan, then you have Ram is there, you know, Narayan is there, Narsingha, you know, and all the avatar, everything. And his mantra, his method to his madness is the Hare Krishna mantra, and that's the universal mantra. So it, you can chant Ram, you know, Raghupati Ram, Ram Chandra. Ram, Balaram, Ram, Radharaman, it's Krishna. So for the various, t- you can get out of it. It's Nam is Chintamani, Chintamani Swarup. Bhaktivinoda said, you know, so you, it's the touchstone to your uh, your Swarup, the Nam. You can get whatever you like from that. And from Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, obviously you can get whatever you like because everything is there in him. All possibilities reside in him. At the same time, you know, we know that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came specifically to teach about Braj Bhakti. Hmm? And within the context of that, he came to taste the, the, the Bhava of Radha. Hmm? And in the context of that, also, he showed the way to the particular um, Babulasrati. Hmm? The idea, the, the, the general idea of that being the, hand, the handmaiden of Radha. You know, when you see in Chaitanya Charitamrita, he entered in the trance in Puri, he saw Govardhan Hill, he saw the sand dune, he ran after that, he saw Govardhan Hill. He saw, he's seeing there from the perspective of the handmaiden of Radha, hmm? not Radha. Hmm? He's serving the Sakis and so forth. So this is instance in the Leela. This is Arpitachirim Charat Kurunayabhatina Kolo. Samarpaitam una tojula rasam sabakti sriyam. So this is the Gaudiya emphasis. Una tojula rasam. You know, you could take it in a general, broader sense. If you want to take it in a specific sense, it refers to this ideal. Hmm? This is how the jiva can taste something that Krishna himself was trying to figure out how to experience. Hmm? He tried to become Radha, and he showed the way in which the jivas could experience the same thing that he tried to taste, not by becoming Radha, not become, by becoming a competitor of Radha's. Hmm? Even if you are qualified to be a competitor, you know, a group leader like Lalita, Vishaka, they subordinate themselves to uh, to Radha. And these are the two principal associates of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu who, who kind of massaged him into you know the position of, of fulfilling his ambition that's the genesis of his whole appearance in the world, Ramananda and Sarup Damodar, Vishaka hmm? and uh, and uh, Lalita Gopi. And so they you know they are fully acquainted with Radha's Bob. They're their group their Yuteshwaris they're qualified to be group leaders, but they rather than be a group leader and have their own Manjaris, the implication is, and have a relationship with Krishna, they subordinate themselves to Radha. Unlike those Underneath them, who are the Manjaris, they will at times have direct relationship with Krishna. Hmm? That's a difference. With the Manjaris, they will they will never accept his advances because of their extreme extremity of Babulasrati, where it means that they have extremely uh, um, uh, absorbed and 
in Radha Dasyam. It's kind of a Dasya Bhakti inside of Madhurya Rasa. Very interesting concept. So anyway, you know, this is then what he came to give, right? Uh, which is true, but he's Swami Bhagavan, so so many things are possible at the same time, and there's a broad outreach, and we see him meeting Ram Bhaktas hmm, and acknowledging their Ram Bhakti <coughs> and, and and so on and so forth, and uh, and we find uh, you know Prabhupada's campaign in many ways was analogous to in its in its, in its breadth, you know, so wide and so forth, and he brought it down to a certain level also, where even, you know, in some places he put Siddharam deities because people were attached to Siddharam, you know, Ram, Ram, and he preached in many ways like very broad Vaishnavism. Hmm? And his campaign was very broad. He wanted to touch as many people as possible with Vaishnavism and let, you know, Harinam do Nam Chintamani, do what it, what it, what he does, so to speak. So, therefore, people joined Prabhupada's mission that might not necessarily have been in the same, in pursuit of you know the same sentiment, and and so on and so forth. And then some, you know, probably the majority are so. So then, uh, you know, you have the example again in the, in the, in, of the earlier associates. Mahaprabhu, you have the example of Narutam. Narutam is praying to Lokanath. When will you deliver me at the feet of Rupa? Hmm. Uh, he's praying to Lokanath Goswami, his guru, and so so. These things are there. There are some nuances, but this is the the general idea, and that's kind of you know, Sadguru means okay. This is my. Group leader in the Leela also, hmm? so you know there, there's, there's there's within within so many leaders. Rupa maybe uh, in the in the in the Gaur Bhakti Sanatan Prabhu is a leader hmm? in Gaur Leela, and in Krishna Leela, Rupa Goswami takes the superior position to Sanatan Goswami hmm? amongst the the Manjaris. So. <laughs> In groups within groups within, you know, it's like that. <laughs> yeah? A um, couple things. Um, I remember reading something, Shiver Maharaj said something like, talking about Shraddha that... I guess you could, you could also say Sadguru means, excuse me, a real guru, and that's the lower way of looking at it, you know. It's a real guru. Sad means real. Mm-hmm. Hmm? And in the higher sense of the, you know, real and, and eternal... Eternal means real. If it's not eternal, then it's not real. In other words, it's here today, it's gone tomorrow, it's not enduring. This is kind of the idea. Consciousness is real. It endures. The world is real in a general sense, but the manifestations of the world, you know, come and go. You can't rely on them. So anyway, guru, a real guru like this, but then in the, the deeper sense of the real guru or the eternal guru is, in the context of bhakti, the guru doesn't become less important, the guru becomes more important. Hmm? Therefore, he's pretty important. Sakshad hori tvena samasta shastri. That's pretty important. Like all the scriptures say, samasta shastri. He is sakshad hori tvena. Directly, hori. You think oh, that's pretty important? I pay attention here. You know, this is Krishna has come to me in this way more so than any other way that he could possibly come. Hmm? 
Um, what could be, you know, more important than that? But then it says, Vishwanath says, Kintu Prabhupada Then he qualifies, he says, he's Krishna, but, Kintu means but, but, he's also dear to Krishna. So you think, yeah, well, he's the Vaishnava. Okay, he's a Vaishnava, he's representing Krishna. Hmm? Right. So that's important to note, so that I should note it f- from a point of view of tattva, that doesn't mean that the guru is Krishna in all respects. And now we're distinguishing between Mayavad, uh, Advaita Vedanta, and Chinti Beta Beta. But then if you look further, when you get those kind of eyes to see from the point of view of not just from the tattva, but from the bhava that should come out of really understanding and applying oneself appropriately according to the tattva. We're back to, you know, you apply yourself appropriately according to the philosophy, the right philosophy, you know, the Gaudi Vaishnava philosophy in this instance, then there's a possibility for getting, you know, the bhava. So, uh, then you start to think, Kintu Prabhupada, he's dear to Krishna. Oh, that's important. And actually that becomes more important. Because, is it Krishna that we want? Yes and no. Right? Because we really don't want Krishna, we want love of Krishna, and love of Krishna is Krishna. At the same time, that's Veda Ved, right? Love of Krishna is non different from Krishna. There's no meaning to Krishna without Krishna's devotee. Hmm? Krishna corresponds with the love of the devotee. So we, we don't want Krishna, or if we, if we do want Krishna, then this is how you know, to, to get Krishna. Most people ask, have you seen Krishna? So we could say, I don't know, I, I wasn't looking for him. I was looking to serve Krishna, and I saw that. There's a lot of opportunities. Would you, are you interested? <laughs> Something like that. So to, you know, to give the, you know, the proper focus. So, therefore, what we want to become is not Krishna, but we want to become love of Krishna. We want to become a unit of love of Krishna. We want a bhavadeha, a a, a form that facilitates bhava, which is emotion, love for Krishna. So we we want to become love. There was a book written by Thich Nhat Hanh, Being Peace. I said, being love. That you know, that's our idea. Being love. So to become that love. So then if, if kintu praboriya priyavatasi, we think the guru represents a kind of a certain kind of love, as we become acquainted with that idea, that becomes more profound and more important than something you thought previously what could be more important than that. Kin you know sakshad haritvena, samasta It's universally said through all the scriptures, this is the position of the guru, uh, he's directly Krishna. Hmm? And so, but now it becomes more important. What is what is the love of Krishna? And I want to become that love of Krishna. So um, that that's the difference. Then that's the variety, right? The, the beauty that comes out of understanding the oneness of the Guru. The difference and becomes more. And and then then if we have differences from people on the basis of that, that's really charming, you know. I think that's just. That's, uh, you know, if you wanted to say, we're the followers of our guru and he's, you know, in this sentiment, uh, you know, 
And that's that's like that's really nice. You know, you get as fanatical as you want. You know, that won't be a problem. You know, we we find that to be very very charming. If you want to criticize us, you know, because we're, you know, you know, boys and girls fight sometimes. You know, it's okay. You know, when it's they disagree, <laughs> something like that. So. So the difference becomes more important at a certain at a certain point. Yes. Um, you were mentioning Sadhguru and yeah. a low, you know, from low to high. So, um, and you you mentioned that Sadhguru can come you know, many times in a progression. So, and then you also said that on the high level, Sadhguru. Yeah, they well, can. Exactly yeah, right. right. They got their. But they've got their place. Yeah. So then, is and you mentioned groups within groups. You know, so it's like, I know it's a concept. It's not like an exact. Mhm. Mhm. So I'm just thinking: is that how that gets harmonized? Because if you have an eternal relationship with Sadhguru on the high level, and you've got many Sadhgurus. No. Over lifetimes, different come as sadguru. So, in one capacity, if my adhikari has not developed to where I can appreciate development of my higher, I'm not there yet to develop that. So, lifetime after lifetime. But I've gone through a succession of sadgurus. Were they all leading me? Were they all in that mood? Were they all in that mood even though my autocar did not allow me to recognize it? Is that your question? Not, not exactly, but that's getting there. Okay. So that's, that's the start of it. So if you have, you know, whatever uh, uh, guru we, we, we meet, we come in the shelter of, has in, in influence on us. And now what you're interested in maybe is well, what is just the one, the one? You know, they're all real. Uh, which is the one, and so forth. Well, that's one way to think about it. Um, but uh, maybe there is too. And, and so, so let's say there is. We want to look at it from that side. Then, then all the other gurus, they, they could be in the same sentiment too. Let's say they're all the same sentiment. But you're going to be. This is the. One that you're under, so then they'd be all helping you. Hmm? That's all, hmm? helping you. So let's say, let's say, let's say you, you become a disciple of Prabhupada, and and, and and so you 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 develop considerably, and you're you 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 understand his internal life, and you're cultivating that, and so forth, and, and so on, and then you don't perfect that, and so you come back. That's kind of like where you're going with your question, right? So another guru comes, and then he has helps you go there. Hmm. It seems it, it could be a little bit, um, I don't know, confusing. Or, you know, I could just see that, you know, if, if devotees, if that, you know, a, a newer devotee heard that, and they might have some sentimental sentiment for, you know, I would like to be a gopi because, yeah, I just, you know, I always like to do this, or do, you know, and so then, Somebody comes into their life who, oh, but he's in Sakuras. So, 
they might reject the Sadhguru on the basis of something immature, sentimental, because they're not at a platform to material have Material sentiment? Yeah, material okay. sentiment, yeah. Because, you know, it seems to have, you know, if you, you're choosing generally when... In the, in the really, to be honest with you, in the beginning, people come for the Guru. The reason they come is because of the Guru. Hmm? The Guru is what's bringing out of them their their faith, awakening faith in them. And so really that's why Stayibhav begins with the Guru. The Drupa Goswami teaches this in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu. In the beginning, there's a kind of a Stayibhav for the Guru, Guru Bhakti. Hmm? Then he'll pass it on, so to speak, to Krishna in a particular sentiment. It will develop in you and so forth. So, basically, people come and they think, whatever the guru wants, whatever the guru, you know, that's that's what I'm into. They don't come and think, I'd like to be a gopi, you know, and then, uh, oh, geez, I found out my guru is in Sakura. Yeah. It doesn't usually work like that. Yeah. It, it, yeah, it's guru, guru bhakti, and Krishna bhakti grows out of out of guru bhakti, usually. started thinking and, you know, hearing that, kind of what you just said about the Sadhguru, it's your eternal guru, and um, the sentiment that the guru is in. I mean, I think it could just, it could, I mean, because I never heard that kind of, we, we never heard that when we joined, you know, anything, I mean, we didn't even think about the sentiment of, yeah, the sentiment of Prabhupada's sentiment, or, or even, you know, we just got on board. And we kind of were on there for the ride. Which and is what I was saying, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's how it is for new devotees. But I'm saying that, let's say a, new, a newer devotee heard that, and they're sitting in this class, let's say, and they're thinking about initiation. And they're thinking, oh, well, you know, I know Swami's got a sentiment for a coward boy. And I'm thinking, I would like to be a gopi. And so maybe he's not my side guru. Something like that. I see, yeah. So, yeah. So in that way, I think, you know, maybe you could say something. Yeah, well, um, first of all, I think also that um, it's, you know, we, we try somewhat to, based on our conditioning, to kind of export our understanding of things into into the paravyom. Hmm? And it's really a little different and so you know we like to talk about you know you'll recognize your friends and all that makes everybody happy <laughs> and so on and so forth but um it uh, uh it's um it's not like you know you meet someone and you know oh yeah i remember you and you were there and we were back you know on the and Kirtan van and so forth, and here we are now. You know, it's obviously, maybe not obviously, but it's not quite like that. So there's some type of affinity and so forth, service rendered and so forth, that finds us having affinity for the one another and so on. And and uh, and in the same way, also with with regard to the guru and the relationship with the guru, it's not like we remember, right? I was initiated back then in 1970, and and so forth, and here we are now, and, uh, and so forth. But but there's a continuity hmm? in, uh, in, 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 in the relationship and uh, affinity and so forth. And, you, you know, you, you, in other words, if you 
if you were to, doesn't quite work like, that, work like this, but if you were to go to sleep and wake up in Goloka Vrindavan and there, you know, you'd have a relationship with Prabhupada, but you wouldn't think this is Prabhupada. Hmm. And I march in a city dasi, you know, and and so forth. But, uh, you know, but nonetheless, there would be some, you know, affinity and, and, and so on. And so with others as well, whoever's helped you and has ever gone that distance and have connection with, and there will be new connections. That's why Pujapachita Maharaj used to sometimes like to talk about Goloka as land of gurus. Hmm? You know, everyone's a guru there. <laughs> and so um, you have to take all that into consideration as well as this is from the earlier discussion. Hmm? So you meet different gurus in different lifetimes and so forth. They're all real gurus. And uh, for, that, for that matter, they may be in different sentiments also than, than, uh, than where your, your, your end point is. Still you have a relationship with them. Hmm? Um, and I would say then, with regard to your specific question, that in our lineage, uh, I raised a point like this once to... Bhakti Pramod Puri Goswami Maharaj. Um, some people were saying, and I didn't really appreciate it very much, they were saying, well, Sridhar Maharaj, you know, he is in, in uh, uh, Madurasa, hmm? and Prabhupada is in Sakurasa. So, you know, if you want the Madurasa, you've got to go to Sridhar Maharaj. Now, I, had no, I have a better reason to tell people to go to Sridhar Maharaj. I mean, that's a good reason. That's not a good reason. It's a good reason if you want Madhurya Rasa to have Sridhar Maharaj as your guru. Uh, I mean, obviously, that's a great. But to think that that you have Prabhupada as your guru and your ideal is Madhurya Rasa, because you, you read about it from the scriptures and so forth, and you understood what was being said in Chaitanya Charitamrita about that, and, you th- mm-hmm. and, so, and Prabhupada's presenting that. Hmm? And so then, then somebody says, well, you know, here's the thing. Well, we're here. Problem. He's in Sakurasa, Prabhupada. And so if you want that, then you've got to go over here to get that. Now, I didn't appreciate that hmm? kind of preaching. I didn't think that was, that was, uh, was, was correct. And it's not the Sridhar didn't teach us that and so forth. Hmm? Um, and, the, you know, the reasoning behind it would be something like, well... Yeah, so uh, yeah. the kids are okay. Yeah. So the reason behind it would be something like, well, if you have Madhuri Rasa, then you could give Sakya Rasa and Dasya Rasa, but if you don't have it, then problem, something like that, you know. So, so this was kind of the 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 reasoning and i didn't you know appreciate it very much i didn't i thought that we probably wouldn't be pleased to hear that kind of thing and i didn't think Sridharmar should be pleased to hear that kind of thing either but at that time they had both of course uh passed on to the niti leela and so forth so i went to see promote puri marsh and i brought him Prabhupada's poem on the jaladutta where Prabhupada speaks about his affinity for sakiras and so forth, very charming and compelling, so I read it to him, and then I got to the part, you know, 
Kotavani chute chute vani kai lutaputi sedin kobe hobe more and Prabhupada's praying to enter into the Sakyarasa and, and then and then he he sat up he said Sakyarasa that is Sakyarasa and, uh, so so then we had a, the conversation and I brought up this point and that's when he said Baba he said if you think if you have a guru who's situated in Sakyarasa and you think you've got a problem then you've got a problem. <laughs> hmm? He said, you know, he will make, you know, he can, he can do anything. Hmm? The, from that side, he can do anything. So he will place you wherever, you know, you, you need to go wherever he wants you to go, wherever, you know. If, you, if you're in touch with him and you're touched by the influence of Sakyarasi in his own life, which, which is apparent that uh, that was the case for Prabhupada, hmm? we call that Priyanarmasaka. Hmm? It's a mixture of Sakyaras and Madhuriras, so it's understandable that some of his disciples have sentiment for Madhuriras, some for Sakyaras, some for the both combined, and so on and so forth. So everything's there. So he said, you know, he will make all, all, all arrangements. You don't have to worry about that. And if you think that's a problem, you have a problem, then you, you know that's your problem that you think there's a problem. And he was also saying, you know, it's hard to get such a guru, such a high guru. Is, you know that's that's you're very very fortunate. So these are kind of cre- created problems that uh, people come from the factory of people's minds that uh, are not uh, are uh, you know they're fabricated. They're not. They're not really. There are no such problems. Um, You know, and Prabhupada himself, we see Prabhupada in Sakyarasa. Well, Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasri Thakur was in Madhurasa, so it wasn't a problem for Prabhupada. It was the other way around, but anyway, it wasn't a problem for, for Prabhupada. Of course, uh, we, again, we see the influence of Madhurasa also in that. And you have the statement of Vishwana Chakrati Thakur, for example, in Bhagavatam. Practically, there's no difference between these, he says, isn't it? Priyanarma Sakas and these uh, handmaidens. Practically, I mean, there is a difference. There isn't, you know, you can like magnify that difference. They're both tasting Mahabhav. Mm. This is the speciality of the Priyanarmasaka that Raghunu Rag Bhav Mahabhav. These are the developments. Sneha Man Pranai Raghunu Rag Bhav Mahabhav. So, in, for different rasas, for Dasiras, Sakiras, Batsaliras, Madhuya Rasa, these are all Stai Bhavs, right? Mm. This gradation, sneha, manpanai, raguna, rag, mahabhav, these are all stayibhavs also. It's all discussed in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu under the chapter of stayibhav. Hmm? Also in Bhakti, in, in Ujjbal Nilamani. So these are kind of like, I want to say, like developments of the basic stayibhav relative to the brajalila, and the developments will be different for the different rasas. For example, the Sakyarasa Sakya Bhaktas and Madhurya Rasa devotees, they will develop Pranai. Pranai. Pranai means kind of like, um, like, a, like, a, like a oneness, but it's obviously not a monistic oneness. It's a, it's a, it's, it's a sense of, uh, of equality. It's based on Vishrambha, hmm? confidence. Uh, so, it's relative, this development, to Sakyaras and Madhuryaras, because 
you can't take your mother into confidence on everything, right? That's why you don't want to live with your mother, you know, for your whole life, you know. It, there, you know, it, there's, there's some. Well, she won't understand this. You know, there, there's, it's the kind of love, but the, but pranay doesn't come. And, and with the, in dasyarasa, there's no equality in dasyaras because the dasyaras is the servant. But in in in, in sakiras, this is the whole basis of sakiras. Sometimes we serve you, and sometimes you serve us. That is Sakiras. <laughs> so there's no, you know, the playing field is totally leveled, you know. And the coward won't see any difference between his own foot, you know, and Krishna's head. He'll put his foot on Krishna's head, you know, as a, a pillow or something like that, you know. Uh, it's like, you know, you don't think anything of touching your own foot, you know. But to touch your foot to somebody else, like, oh, am I not? But the, 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 the pranaya is extending the identification hmm, to the other and such that you don't see any difference between his body and, and, and your body. Hmm. And obviously, this, this, in, in, in romantic love, this pranaya is relevant as well. So I just single this out because I want to say this is one example of how for Vatsalyaras they don't develop in terms of pranaya and in Dasyaras they don't. So there are different developments for the different... It's all explained in Chaitanya Charitamrita also. It's all there. Prabhupada has explained it all. Krishna Skabiras has explained it all. It's all in Chaitanya Charitamrita. Hmm. That's what I really liked when I first. I was one of the first devotees to read the Chaitanya Charitamrita by the blessings of uh, of, of Rameswar, who's coming here in a week or so. Howdy, <laughs> old friend of some of us. So. Uh, I might get a chance to meet him, I've heard, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, and, uh, yeah. So. You were one of the first ones to read the Chaitanya Charitamrita. He, you know, they printed the the Chaitanya Charitamrita, you know, the marathon for printing that. It's, what was it, <laughs> two months, 17 books, or something like that? Three months, 17 books. And so when the first press, a certain number of the books came off the press, had a gold stamping, you know, on the outside of the, you know, the paper paper ends. And they would be sent to Prabhupada and, you know, the GBC, a couple, you know, whoever were the select people, hmm? and so forth. So there were the official select people. And I was the unofficial selected person. <laughs> who Ramaswar, who's my friend and who appreciated my service, hmm? He sent me gold, you know, one of the copies. So, I was one of the first devotees to get to read the Chaitanya Charitamrita. I'd read it with, you know, the book distributors. I was in Chicago at the time, and the volumes were coming out. And there we were, we were selling like Adi Lee the Volume One to Joe the Plumber, you know. <laughs> I'm like, well, you know, okay, I guess it works. If he touches the book, you know, his life will change. But that's not an easy book to understand, Joe. <laughs> Plumb the depths here, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I told him he could understand it. It's about, you know, it's it's like, you know, you need a water, right? You know, this is like an ocean. You know, <laughs> his book is like an ocean. <laughs> we we found a way to, you know, to relate to them. <laughs> so, so anyway, I was reading, and then that, and it was my distinct experience that. All the books are in this book. Hmm? 
here you know he's citing the Bhagavatam everywhere. I'm thinking these are the most must be the most important verses in the Bhagavatam that are being cited here, and some verses from the Gita. These must be really important verses from the Gita, and then the whole essence of Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu when you get into these later sections, the teachings of Rupa Goswami, the teachings of Sanatana Goswami, it's not then six over three, four chapters and so forth. There you find all these things. Hmm? And I was thinking, wow, you know, here's the nectar devotion. The Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu is in here as all. Chaitanya Charitamrita is kinda like the final word in the final book of Gaudiya Vaishnavism from the uh what we call the Shastra Gurus. It was the condensing of everything of the Goswamis and the unifying principle, that book unified all of the Godias, who had, all the people who had been touched by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and didn't quite know how, what to make of it. And they were making different things of it and, and, uh, and those that made something of it that, that wasn't really what was to be made of it were distinguished through Chaitanya Charitamrita and those nuanced differences that were made of what was the experience of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu were incorporated into Chaitanya Charitamrita, the beauty, the charm, the differences, and so forth. So it really unified all the um, the devotees. Hmm? Um, so, how do we get talking about that Chaitanya Charitamrita? The fact that you're not really she talking above yeah. the qualification that Prabhupada wanted to give us. We're not talking about rasa, we're talking about Rasas presented properly. Right. Or that it's straight out of Prabhupada's books. Yeah. yeah. It's nothing. All this Stai Pranai. Stai Pranai. Thank you, yeah. So all these things are there, right, in Prabhupada's books. And um, so these this development of this Stai Bhav, then when you, when you, when you look at these, the, the Sakas, they, they'll go a certain distance. And the Vatsalya devotees will go further. Right in terms of this development of intensity, hmm? they'll go. They'll skip over the pranay, but they'll go up if you take them on a gradation, you know, of intensity. Mahabhav being the, you know, the acme and so forth. But then you, the certain class of the cowherds, these priyanarmas, they exceed the experience in terms of intimacy with Krishna. The uh, the that of the the Vatsalya bhaktas. Matalyarasa, and it stands up to Mahabhav. Now we go, well, okay, there you go. But then you go, inside Mahabhav, you know, we open that up, and then there are divisions of Mahabhav, you know. Adiruddha Mahabhav, and then two divisions inside of that, and so forth and so on. And, uh, Madan and Mohan Mahabhav, and... Hmm, uh, and uh, Madana, you know, ultimately comes to Madanaki Mahabhav, and this is the, the, the experience of Radha, and then that's tasted by the handmaid, and so, so you know, it extends further in that way. That well, at a certain point, we'll think, well, anyway, you'll just think people think I just want to go there somehow or other. <laughs> Any position will be fine. <laughs> you know, they think like that. But, but grad- <laughs> Then they gradually understand what opportunities are being offered, and there, you know, and then, and then we don't see. We see that in sambradayas are lineages and their windows to you know of opportunity, and so we look and see what is really happening in the sampradaya. So we find these two sentiments, and even we find the, the sakya sentiment is largely the influenced by. Uh, Maduras as well. So it's, you know, 
there's not a lot of guesswork there that's it's necessary in, in a sense hmm? and from Prabhupada you can you can find your way to to both yeah so as practicing sadhakas uh, how do we make sure we don't fall into the sahajiya class that we remain at the puja raga pantha gorava bangay mm-hmm. how do we make sure that we don't cross over the line and, and, and damage our devotional life well Rupa Go- Jiva Goswami says that that if you don't have attachment rag for Krishna hmm? if you don't have ruchi if you don't have rati hmm? which is re- really the driving principle hmm? behind rag bhakti but that's your ideal Mm-hmm. and you're attached to a Ragmar guru and Chaitanya Sampradaya and so forth, then you adopt what you're eligible for hmm, uh, in terms of Raghunuga sadhana, and what you're not, you wait until you become eligible for, and in the, in the meantime, you factor in Vaidhi Bhakti, and by Vaidhi Bhakti he means Navalakshan Bhakti, hearing, chanting, Worshiping the deity, doing all these things and so forth, you just do all of those things. Hmm? And, and w- so, let's say, for example, one aspect, an important aspect of Raghunuga Bhakti is the cultivation of the the, the Siddha Deha, the inner body, on hands on kind of cultivation of that. Hmm? But if you don't have eligibility for that because you don't, haven't developed, it's not happening to you. So to speak, then in our lineage we say, well, then you, you don't have eligibility for that. So, it's it, meanwhile you, you you make your ideal general. He says, you chant the Gopal mantra, it's the main mantra of our sampradaya, and you think there's Radha and Krishna and all the cowherds and all the uh, the gopis, Divyad Brindaranya, Kalpadrumadha, Simadratnagra, Singhasanasto. Simad Radha Srila Gobindadeva Prestali Bihi Sevya Manu Smarami. See, this is the this is a Abhideya Tattva hmm? Mantram Diri Pranam Gobinda Sevya Manu Smarami. These are the defining words of the Krishnadasa's verse glorifying Gobinda. Hmm? Govinda is presiding over Abhidei. Abhidei means the way, right? Bhakti. Hmm? Sambandha uh, presided over by Manan Mohan, the Prayojan, Gopinath, the, 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 the Teen Thakur, the three principal deities of the Gaudiya Vaishnavas. Hmm? So Sevimano Smarami means it, it, it speaks about there's Radha Govinda and all the their associates who love them. Hmm? All the gopas and gopis. He's given this is this is a mantra mai. This is a mantra for mantra mai upasana, for example. You you, you you read the mantra says there is Radha and Krishna Kalpadrumadriva Divyad Brindaranya Kalpadrumadha Simadratnagra Singhasamsto. So there is Radha and Krishna, they're sitting on a jeweled throne underneath a desire tree. 
Simad Nargar Singhasana Sri Simad Radha Sri Lagubindadu Devo Prestalivi Sevyamanu Smarami Smarami Smaranam So meditation, remembrance, dhyan and so forth. So there's a there's a picture, right? Mantra Miyapasana means that you take like Chintamani Prakarasadmasu Kalpa Riksha Lakshabriteshu Surabirabi Palayantam and you you know you, you visualize what that's saying or Shriakanta Kanta Parama Purushu Kalpa Tarvo Druma Bhumis Chintamani Ganamayito Yamamritam Kataganam Natyam Gamanam Api Bhamsi Prayasaki Chirananam Jyoti Paramapitarasvadyam Apicha and there's so many in Bhagavata also hmm? these are like windows it's a still picture one frame of the movie you know the motion picture which is made of many stills all moving uh, of Krishna Leela so it's a picture of one you meditate on that hmm? it's the same idea as what's going on in Archon that's why you come to the Arctic hmm? and there is Radha Krishna or there is, you know, Gornitai. Hmm? Uh, as may be the case, Krishna Balaram. There they are. And they're, they're on the altar. And and they're, you know, it's a, it's a same idea. They're surrounded by the associates. And here you've got your, your associates of the Guru Parampara. Hmm? In this way. And now we're coming and it's, you know, Sunday Arctic. So there's a song for for Radha Krishna Leela Bhakti is given for Gaur Leela hmm? we have a Madhavan song for uh, uh, Krishna Balaram at that time you know or, or you come in the morning and then there's this you know this is the idea you're coming at a certain time it's a window there's a song that correspond with that and it becomes meditation this is uh, how to connect like Archan with Rag Bhakti, this kind of idea. So it's not somebody just kind of like shuffling through, waiting for it to get over, or you just, you know, you're really into the music side of it, or something like that. You know, it's it's a it's a med- meditation. So, uh, so these, uh, so anyway, Jiva Goswami says you, you you take your mantra, you envision like this, associates, and you know you're making swaha. Gopijana Balabaya Swaha. I give myself to this. It's entirely. I, 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 I sacrifice myself for this ideal, to you know, to 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 follow. Prestalibi Sevyamano Smarami. All these associates who are uh, filled with this Braj uh, Bhakti. It's the general idea. So you make a general. You know, I I want to be. In Alayana, the Krishna Leela, hmm? with the associates of, of Radha Krishna, this is my ideal, and f- follow the you know the lead of my guru, hmm? and make ma- make that make my may, may by your grace that ideal become more clarified in my in my heart uh, by first driving away all of the other things that have. have uh, uh, Cluttered it, and so forth. So this is a this is a very bhakti. I mean, I would say positive way, or getting rid of unwanted things. Hmm? And there's no question of 
what you said, like Sahajira or something, this kind of a thinking. That that may, that may ideal become more clarified. Hmm? Hmm? How you would like to accept service from me? I give myself to the Brajalila ideal. I worship Pujala Raga. You quoted this Pujala Raga Patagora I have reverence for that ideal. Hmm? Made by your grace and the grace of my guru, I become qualified to enter there and find my opening. And in the context of aspiring for that ideal, I know that it is required that all the other clutter that's in my heart has to be removed. So in the context of aspiring for that, may that be removed. See, then you're pursuing artha pravriti, and in the context of that, anartha nibriti is accomplished. And this is bhakti because, like Prabhupada would say, you know, if you have a if you have a bottle of ink, I think he said that, that example, and you pour milk in it, mm-hmm. what? Take a drop of ink. If you have a cup of milk, and you, and you put the ink in it, it'll no, 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 no. If you have a bottle of ink and you pour milk in it, eventually you keep pouring the milk in it. Hmm? Milk is very different than ink. You can drink milk, but you can't drink ink. <laughs> so you pour milk in the bottle of ink and keep pouring it in, and the ink will come out. Ink and milk, ink and milk, ink and milk, right? Okay, so it will come out, and eventually you will have only milk in there. So this is the way of an art nibriti through artha pravriti. Artha pravriti means, the nibriti means to give up, and anartha, things that are false values. Hmm? So artha means there are real values, and property means to, to accept them. That's why I said the other day we were talking, in the Gyanmarg, how do we advance in Gyanmarg? Who can say? In a word. Vairagya. Tyag. Detachment. In the Gyanmarg, we advance by detachment. And Mahara, how do we advance in Bhakti Marg by comparison? Attachment, sangha, right. So in bhakti we advance by sangha, and in gyan they advance by bhairagya. But they want to give up to make progress. We want to accept to make progress. But in the context of accepting, in the context of attachment, then we become detached. This is bhakti. That's why, as I was, we were concluding last night, that's why devotees, it's okay to love one another. It's almost not in the Gyan Marg. Therefore, you better just stay by yourself. <laughs> you understand? Hmm? Because the more you become devotee, the more you become a lovable object. Hmm? If you use your body, your mind, your senses for Christian service, the more you... Therefore, uh, he was singing Ramchandra Sange. I mean, you know, yeah. the association of Ramchandra. This is the friend of... Uh, uh, Narutam Thakur. His, yeah, his, his loss of Ramchandra from the world brought about the loss of, uh, of, 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 of Narutam. He couldn't, couldn't go on without you thinking, you know, hey, you know, you're supposed to be detached, you know. <laughs> hmm? Only attached to Krishna. But who is Krishna? How can Krishna be separated from Bhakti? And all the vessels of bhakti and so forth. So it's so beautiful. Like for Gyan, you have to step away back from the world. For bhakti, you take one step back 
to get a look at it for what it is and then step in. Hmm? It's very world-embracing, actually. And so we miss, you know, we, we, we tend to, we come into bhakti having been moving along the tracks of, of karma and jnana, of exploitation and renunciation in an undisciplined way. You know, we accept bhogatyag, you accept it, you reject it, and so forth. So we come into bhakti having, you know, been, been moving along those tracks, and bhakti is jnana karmadi and avritam. Hmm? So, not not to be covered by these things, but then it gets covered sometimes. And we, we, we come and get a jnana take on bhakti. Hmm? And you get these real hard-hearted guys, you know, and, and they're, they sometimes they seem almost like mean-spirited or something like that. Uh, uh, that can happen, or their emphasis is on, on, on gyan. Here's the emphasis on gyan. When they get pure, then you can initiate them. <laughs> like somebody told me that they were reading some website of some guru in some group, and and the website was a had a had a had a of a, a thing that you fill out on there. If you want to be my disciple, you, you know you fill this out. This is a Gaudiya Vaishnava person. And one of the things was. Do you feel like you might fall down at any point now? <laughs> and I'm thinking, well, you know, I thought the guru was supposed to pick him up, you know, and I mean, he's worried, are you falling down? I mean, it's a little backward kind of a thing. Hmm? You know, what, what, what comes first, you know? Somebody asked me, what comes first, following the, the, the Prabhupada's <laughs> four regulative principles or chanting Hare Krishna? And he thought following the principles come before chanting Hare Krishna. I said, you, you, got, it, you got it backwards. <laughs> It's chant Hare Krishna, and then follow. I mean, you know, everybody should start chanting. Maybe you want to get initiated later or something, and that's up to the guru to determine that. But it's what is renunciation in bhakti? It's giving up things that aren't favorable to bhakti. Otherwise, why give anything up? You know, we don't have any problem with the things that created by the society. We're not the one. You know, I thought you were spiritual, Swami. What are you doing with the computer? You know, or you know that kind of thing. You know. Right, you know, well, what is what's renunciation in bhakti? It's if it's if it's it won't help if it's not useful for serving Krishna, then I have no interest in it. Hmm? In bhakti, is it not losing all taste for the material mm. utilization of an object? That you, so you're not interested, and you have great taste for utilizing things for Krishna only. So it doesn't matter what it is. Prabhupada didn't he say in the I wouldn't bring that one up too often, but yeah, Hanuman could have used one of those. Yeah, yeah, to use. Yeah, exactly. So, you, but of course, you want to be careful and to see whether you're attached to the gizmo and the gadget, or you're attached to serving Krishna with it, or it could be in between. Also, it could be in between. And and so by you, know, you want you really want the thing and you really are interested in it, but but then you can use it for Krishna service, and so then it you know helps you. You take it, you use use a well, yeah. Or yeah, I was going to say that example: use a uh, thorn to take out a thorn, mm-hmm. something like that. Mm. Or, or maybe it's a little like texting and driving, <coughs> dangerous business. Well, that's really dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was just wondering about this comment that you made about how the, the, the devotees are to love each other, right? Yeah. And um, 
I was saying about this dust on the dust on the dust on the dust on the dust. So when we're serving the servant of the servant of the servant of the servant of the servant, the service is is not just doing things for people, it's actually loving them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Service is just the expression of the chain. Yeah. All the way throwing our love all the way up to Krishna. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we have a philosophy that allows us to love one another at the same time preach about detachment and renunciation and giving everything up. It's it's very very beautiful very beautiful. Mm-hmm. And very practical. Mm-hmm. With the source in the center. Yeah. Yeah. I mean everyone should love Love, uh, you know, Krishna. Wife love Krishna more than the husband. The husband love Krishna. That's the general idea. And we, we, you know, you want to take it to a high level. The, that's the whole idea of of uh, suritrati. Suritrati. There's, there's uh, thirty-three sanchari bhavas, sanchari vyabhichari. Same idea. It comes and goes. Mm. Let's say. I love you, and so, you know, as a friend, okay, <laughs> I love you as a friend, and then, uh, you know, sometimes we're sitting, and, and, you know, you tell a joke, and I fall off the seat, you know, and I get overtaken for the moment by humor, hmm? you know, it doesn't, the fact that I'm your friend has been overtaken, well, that, this is, I use the wrong one, That that that's a, that could be used. I get overtaken by the humor. I fall off the seat. But the fact that I'm your friend and I feel that way doesn't change. That's a secondary rasa, which is really a sanchari bhav also. It comes and goes. But that particular type of sanchari bhav has the power to push the... to, co- to let me fall off the bench. In other words, to, to cause the stai bhav as a, as a sakha to recede to the background. Hmm? But or, but so that differentiates the secondary rasas like the comedic rasa, you know, the uh, uh, the ghastliness, anger, you know, fear, and so forth, from other sanchari bobs, because the other sanchari bobs don't have the power to cause the dominant stai bob to recede to the background, but they come in and they augment it, and so someone in romantic love sometimes feels despondency. Hmm? In the context of the romantic love, then it goes away, mm-hmm. and so these are sanchari bhavs. So then there's a special sanchari bhav. Rupa Goswami explains at the end of this section describing the sanchari bhav, mm-hmm. or is it the stai bhav section? I think it's the stai bhav section, and he and this is called suhrit rati. Suhrit means rati, friend, so love of the friend. So there is, we know in the leela that devotees love Krishna. And they love one another. Don't think that Nanda doesn't love Yashoda. Hmm? And vice versa. So how do we understand that love? See, Rupa Goswami just, you know, he thought about everything. You know, how, if someone would think, well, it's all about loving Krishna. It's all about loving Krishna. It's bhakti rasa. Krishna is the only object of love for rasa. Hmm? He's the center and so forth. Okay, I got all that. But then you've got all these different sentiments for loving Krishna. They're all centered, but... They ever look, you know, sideways? <laughs> you know, somebody's loving over here like this. So how's that work? So he anticipates the question, and he brings up this topic, Surhitrati. Hmm? Hmm? And he says that if you love Krishna, 
devotees love Krishna and they then they love one another a little bit less than Krishna. Hmm? Or sometimes equally to Krishna. Hmm? And sometimes, in rare cases, they love the other devotee more than they love Krishna. Hmm? And he says, that's a special category. In the first two categories, where the love for the devotee is equal to the love of Krishna, or a little bit less than the love of Krishna, we call this suhrit rati, and it's a, it acts like a sanchari bhav. Hmm? So the sanchari bhav augments the stai bhav. So my love for my friend that's, that I love equally as Krishna causes my love for Krishna to, to accelerate or intensify and so forth. It's augmented by that. Hmm? Or the love for my friend that I love a little less than Krishna. It, it augments my love for Krishna. In the case where the, where the love for the devotee is more than the love for Krishna, then it's a very peculiar thing, he says. We call this babulasa. Hmm? Bhava ulas. Hmm? And in this case, it's still a sanchari, but in many respects it acts like a stai bhav because the love for Krishna augments it. Hmm? And for the most part, you know, then the lineage is, you know, this refers to the love of Radha, where the love of Radha exceeds the love of Krishna. So it, 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 we also find it in some other instances of uh, the, uh, that uh, uh, such thing is, is possible in relation to other uh, devotees. So anyway, he's so if you take this high idea hmm, and you take it down into the sadhaka's life, we have some way of saying, you know, it's okay to love your wife. Man, that could be a real relief for a lot of you know people who. I, I was meeting with a very nice devotee in New York. Uh, whatever it was, I was there a year or so, a couple of years back, and uh, I won't mention his name, but he had me over to his apartment, and a very, very nice devotee, and very, very balanced and, uh, in, in many respects, and, and so forth, a disciple of Prabhupada. And, and we were talking about this, and, and he said, it took me so long, he said, to realize it was okay to love my wife. <laughs> I mean, and some of you can relate to that. It's it's a way, you know, which you, way you take on Krishna consciousness, and you don't quite understand it entirely, and it becomes out of balance, and 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 so forth. So, you know, this is you know, take it on a higher level. I mean, it's really applying, you know, to the lila, but the same sensibility can be applied as much as someone is a devotee, then there's cause for loving that devotee, and it, and of course, as much as they're a devotee, then loving that devotee is going to augment my love. Krishna, we're going to help one another, and, and so on and so forth. So we have a philosophy that's very beautiful in this respect because, as I say, we talk about renunciation, but it's not harsh. In the, in, in the, because, you know, you lay it out there and say, you know, I am American, I am a, you know, a father, I am your mother, I am your wife, this is all a hunkar. You have to kill that, right? You know, this has to be slain, and it's like, uh, you know, but... Yeah, but in, in bhakti context, and then we come around full circle, hmm? and how we how we kill that, you know, is by by thinking, you know, I'm Krishna Das doing bhakti. Hmm? So in the context of killing it, we're developing another ego, and so is the other person, and so we are killing that. Hmm? Hmm? We're killing it by way of giving birth to something else, something you know, 
something better and more beautiful and, and love love worthy. So the devotee, you know, I mean, it's as one develops ruchi, he or she becomes likable. People like him. That's one of the qualities of of ruchi bhakti. It, it's uh, what is it called? Um, Subhada. Subhada. Higher end of of sadhana bhakti becomes Subhada. People like start to like them. Anyway, yeah. So we have a we have good uh, license for loving one another, and we should think of it like this. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Doesn't sound too attractive. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it's there. Are people are going to feel all of that. You know, they're going to respond to all of that. And you have to understand it's a, it's a consciousness. It's not just a, you know, just get out there and play a tape or something like that. You know, it's like if you chant, what's behind your chanting, how distracted you are, how uh, that's all going to come out to people. Yeah, yeah, your own group, yeah. Some water. I wanted to ask you a question. Uh, When you were talking there, uh, I got the impression remembering what it was like within ESCON, within the institution, and how it almost felt like uh, relationships were very complicated. And then I started to think about your mission. And it seems to me the relationships are so much simpler. But then I was wondering, what's your vision for the future? Is it, especially when you have these larger communities and stuff, is it, um, because everything is based at the end of the day on relationships. So right now we're encouraged to love our wives, for instance, and our kids and all the rest of it. And I remember being a paramateri and really that was very much looked down on within the society, you know. Yeah. I mean, it was horrible, some of the stuff that was spoken, and I know that's never going to happen here, but still, there's that tendency, this viragia, this harshness comes in. So, I just, could you comment on that? So, what's your question? Well, my question is, you have a, you have a mission. It's not a huge mission right now, but you Thank know, obviously God. you're gaining more and more, <laughs> more and more followers, and you're getting, you're getting this community here for instance. Shadagrahi. You know, that's going to be household or something. Well, I just. Is there a philosophy? Is there a weird. There's plenty of problems with the monks, I can tell you that. Yeah, <laughs> so, you wonder what I'm going to do? How do you deal with that? How do we how do we make sure that our households especially and our children are cared for and loved? You know, how you know, 
Well, you know, I think you just take the time to explain these things in, in, in ways that Prabhupada didn't, didn't have the time to, so to speak, or, or he thought it was understood that you should love your mother, you know, or, I mean, I, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's like a godbrother of mine in, was in the New York temple, you know, the one in the 55th Street that we had for a while there, Niskon, and uh, he hadn't seen his mother, in a, you know, since he joined the mission or something like that, whatever it was, a decade or something, or six to eight years or something like that. And he had been traveling all over the country. He, he was a, from a Jewish family in New York. And so there he is in the temple, in the, in the foyer, you know, in the, of, the, of, the, of the building. And uh, his mother came, you know, looking for him. And so she comes in and she sees him. And she's with her husband, his father, you know. And she says, you know, Mark, you know. And, and he looks at her like, you know, and kind of like, doesn't know what to do. <laughs> yeah. And she runs up to him like this, and he's just kind of like, you know. <laughs> and, and, and his father says, what kind of religion is this? You can't even love your mother. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, I think like probably, you know, thought we had more common sense than we did sometimes. And, you know, how we were, you know, our take on things would probably kind of like surprise them. Like, you know, I remember one devotee asked Prabhupada, you know, Prabhupada, is it ever all right to take a hot shower? Because, you know, you take cold showers. And Prabhupada said, how we get clean? <laughs> you know, so... <laughs> So I think, you know, certain things he, you know, thought, you know, he would <laughs> we would understand. You know, you have to, you know, you have to preach about renunciation, otherwise it'll never happen. You know, you have to preach about that, the importance of that, the temporal nature of things and impermanence and, and, and so on and so forth. This is, you know, some underpinning, you know, to uh, to the whole of uh, the Gaudiya Vedanta. Um, if you, and if you don't, well, it's never going to happen, right? So... But but at the same time, you have to understand how to take that in, and you know where that where that fits, and and how that works, and so forth. And you just take it in and don't integrate it, and uh, then you become a gani, you know, and a tagi, and uh, instead of a a, a Vaishnava, a lover, you become a renouncer rather than than a lover. So so I think you have to just you know take the time to explain it a little bit better and. Yeah. Well, how can you love Krishna if you? Yeah, that's yeah, what I was just saying. If you can't love Can't you can't show emotion? You've got a, 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 a sort of a sort of 
a, a gyanization or a, uh, or, or a, uh, a way of taking bhakti and, and twisting it into a more of a, 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 a like a like a yoga process based on on austerity, or uh, or of or of, or of or most uh, uh, what is the uh, stoicism or something, mm-hmm. uh, and and, yeah. and and I think that may have been good when you were like a crazy person who who, 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 who wanted to you know, go off and do something horrible if you weren't a devotee. Yeah, I mean, one time one devotee said to me, "So if I follow my instincts, I just go out to a bar." <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was in the early days, you know, the first one. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, 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 and so, what do you do? You're on a you're, you're a band leader, and you have somebody tell you that. I mean, you tell them just tough it out, Prabhu. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to just chant Hare Krishna and, and don't think those thoughts, and, and you don't talk about love. You know, the guy tells you that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think also we felt we were guerrillas. You know, we were literally fighting a war, yeah. and we had yeah. to be soldiers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was pretty austere. I mean, the, 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 the language was austere, and the feeling was very austere. And we're stuck there, and so we have people who are... So, so we don't lo- develop love. You know, there's a whole bunch of people who are, who are, who are like, afraid, afraid to, like, to relax enough to let Krishna come into the heart, because we've got to be tough. No feeling mm-hmm. alone. Mm-hmm. Even, even to the extent that, they, that you know, there's sometimes a requirement that... You're a nice devotee, and I'd like to initiate you, but you know, unless you can chant this many rounds, forget it. You can't do it. And by the way, you're going to have to wait five years just to make sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, it's. I think that that's. Uh, that's where I, I think that's too. Where like that that saying. Sometimes you you've said uh, better to be a karmi than a gyani. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. sometimes you you feel like. People like that, uh, you know, who framed their bhakti in that orientation, it would be good for them, even just some to, to get some material right. sense gratification. Because right. right. yeah. it would loosen them up and, like, you know, <laughs> rather than. That's pretty radical for Yeah, we should, uh, <laughs> we should post that. You know? Guess what? That's suggested, is it, Doc? Hmm? Isn't that suggested? Take household life and get past it, and then let's go forward. Yeah. Some of us have to take that step, but just that gyan is a is a bigger struggle to overcome and to understanding bhakti than sense gratification. Sense gratification is a small thing, and it's right. it's naturally going to fade away, and you won't have as much interest. But the gyan tendencies can yeah, tend to be more harmful, and it's an antithesis of of bhakti in a sense. And yet it looks yeah. like bhakti. Yeah. So Nitai, what should we do? <laughs> what will you say to all the all the monastics? Many, many things. <laughs> <laughs> many things. They should love one another. Yes, they should yeah. real That's also a family. You see, <laughs> the monastics also have they have a certain psychology. They want to go in that that direction, and they want to live with. Uh, with their guru, and they feel comfortable in that situation with the, the old mean swami there, you know. And so they have, a, they have a, as a family, they have to love one another. Hmm? They have to be, they have to, uh, uh, the vulnerability, hmm? they have to be prepared to express their vulnerability to, to one another. Hmm? Then, they, then they come closer to one another, and they actually get the kind of strength to be in that uh, that ashram, that situation, 
and make progress. So there's a way in which they can express their vulnerability and, and, and so forth and, and, and camaraderie. And, and if, if, if they're the environment such I can't express my vulnerability, then, it, and it's, then you're going to have to go somewhere else to express your vulnerability. And, but if you can, in the context of the ashram, and there's an atmosphere for that that fosters that and so forth, then you get the kind of strength in that situation that, that you need to go forward in that way. And, and we need some good monks just... Uh, and taking care of cows. As well. And, and that's why I've said before that I really like the cow uh, dairy program with the monster because it keeps the monks a little more human. So all the monks should know how to milk a cow and, uh, you know, they're like, the, they're said to be like the mothers, but they're more like children hmm? <laughs> in an ashram, taking care of them and their calves and, and so forth. It's, uh, it's a very good exercise. So there's a place for exactly what we're talking about in the context of monasticism as well, the same principle. It's, it, it, if we look at it like a different psychology, one would like to pursue in this way, one doesn't feel necessarily the need for a significant other in order to progress, or at least for some time he doesn't or she doesn't and so forth, and give them a facility. But, you know, you all householders shouldn't think well, all the monks are perfect. And so if one proves himself not to be, you know, it's a problem. They're not perfect, you know, and neither are the householders perfect. So there should be some generosity on, on each side and so forth, and let devotees pursue according to their psychology. But the principle that we're talking about applies in both situations. Hmm? Therefore, Sometimes the monks, you know, they need to do something, play frisbee or something, Madhavan, go to the beach. There, there is a movie called The Island, it's a Russian movie, and it's, uh, it takes place on a very small island in the Baltic Sea, northern part, right next to Russia. And it's a monastery of monks, very, very austere, but they have a wonderful relationship. They care for each other, they take care of each other, mm -hmm. counsel each other, and everybody has its own way of going about it, the practice, but still, the caring that they have is so amazing. Yeah. And they, they are thriving. Right. We've uh, been doing some studying of different monasteries and so forth. That would be a good one to to look into as well. Mm. Is, the, is there room for the warrior mindset? Is, does that, is that something that is applicable, you know, in the way that we interface with love. Is it, can we look at love as a weapon in the, in the world? So to speak? Yeah, it's like knowledge is power, but love is so much more, or something like that. Is there, is there a way to imagine that and make it useful for us? In our yeah. Sure. Love bomb. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to understand it. If that, if that is the case, then is this process, this this process of Learning what love is, learning how to you know, facilitate that, loving each other, is that sort of is that is that a gradual process of learning how to sort of take responsibility for love? Like love is mm -hmm. so powerful that you can't possibly <laughs> see it or touch it or interface it or appreciate it if you don't follow these steps to kind of acclimate yourself to it, to really be like a channel for it or something like that. I don't understand your question. <clears throat> like a warrior gains proficiency, you know, with yeah. various weapons and ways of being. 
you know, is there is this process of developing, you know, the stages of devotional service a sophistication on par with that kind of acumen, you know? Well, I suppose you can, I'm not sure exactly what you're saying, but I, I suppose you can look at it as, you know, Prabhupada sometimes would use that kind of a metaphor as a, you know, a battle. You have a battle with your senses. If you want to, you know, you know that to be drawn by your senses to objects uh, that uh, for their own uh, purposes, if you will, or for purposes of your senses rather than for the purpose of Krishna is a distraction from what God, cultivating real love is about and so there's a bit of a you know internal war with that I, I would say you know you, you might want to become an internal warrior before you become an external <laughs> warrior <laughs> something like that and, and then as you, as you win the battle within then you'll be able to charm people without you know more readily and rather without much much effort hmm? because you know like attracts likes or well love has power as you said if it like that so if you become a lover in a real sense, by and that means you know you 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 factor wisdom into the loving propensity that you, let's say you have, and so you make it wise love. It's Krishna conscious love. Then you know, then people will be attracted to you naturally. So I would internalize the battle. seeing the force for the trees or maybe you get into you know rules and mm -hmm. regulations and forget what's behind them right. and what it's for you know and if you, if you I mean they're it's not that they're not good for it right you know, but they're but they're the reason behind them is is to be understood otherwise you know it's a cause for fall down. Right, it happens. Rupa Goswami has said exactly what you said. You should follow the rules, but then he says you should not follow the rules without understanding the meaning behind it. Is that kind of like almost like developing an attachment to the identity of Vaishnava as opposed to being? I feared that at times. I'd be like, you know what? I like this. You know, I like the people. I like, you know, I'm analyzing it and I'm thinking, am I become? I don't want to become attached to the idea of Vaishnava and then see it as an image that I have an affinity for. You know, I don't want. It's pretty subtle. Yeah, you want to avoid that. Yeah, yeah. You know, Swami, there is another point also. I mean, as a shatra, you're supposed to defend. And be righteous, and that is, you know, some devotees have that propensity. You know, if for, even Prabhupada, you know, there was a pandal and mm -hmm. and the naturalites were trying to grab the devotees off the stage. Prabhupada saw it, and he just tore into these people with cartels, you know, and just they ran away. So, you know, that spirit is there in the devotees also, and that is also a manifestation of love. Sure. So, thank you very much, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.